is a place where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and fifty cents for your soul. podcast about celebrity deaths and the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. We are your hosts, Megan Carpenter and Liz Shire. Here are today's headlines. Hollywood is mourning the loss of Brittany Murphy this morning. Well, condolences are pouring in following the sudden death of actress Brittany Murphy. The 32-year-old actress died on Sunday from what officials say appear to be natural causes. Police say the 32-year-old Murphy was found unconscious in the shower inside her Los Angeles home. An autopsy is planned reportedly against the wishes of her husband. Murphy was said to have suffered cardiac arrest and was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. Murphy's family called her death a terrible tragedy. Things are about to get Holly weird. This is the story of the death of Brittany Murphy. December 20th, 2009, Los Angeles, California. It was barely eight o'clock in the morning when the Los Angeles Fire Department responded to a call taking them to the home of Hollywood actress Brittany Murphy and her husband, Simon Monjack. Murphy had reportedly collapsed in the shower. The first responders on the scene attempted to resuscitate her, and she was ultimately transported to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. Two hours later, at 10.04 a.m., she was pronounced dead after going into cardiac arrest. Murphy was 32 years old. It was revealed by Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter that Murphy died from what appeared to be natural causes. Wait, what? Natural causes? How is that possible? She was 32. You do know that this podcast is called Holly Weird, right? Right. Continue. The outcome of an autopsy performed the day after her death. At first, the cause of death was listed as deferred, but about six weeks after her death, the coroner stated that the primary cause was pneumonia accompanied by iron deficiency anemia and multiple drug intoxication. But these were legal drugs, hydrocodone, acetaminophen, levomethamphetamine, chlorpheniramine. I'm going to pretend that it didn't take me several attempts to pronounce those. <laughs> Aside from the hydrocodone, we're talking cold medicine. Four days after her death, on December 24th, 2009, Murphy was buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Hollywood Hills. Drum roll, please. Here's where things get really Holly weird. On May 23rd, 2010, her widower, Simon Monjack, was found dead at the same Hollywood Hills residence, five months later. His autopsy revealed the cause of death to be acute pneumonia and severe anemia. Um, deja vu? Haven't I heard this before? It was reported that the Los Angeles County Department of Health had launched an investigation into the couple's deaths due to mold found in the home. Murphy's mother, Sharon, described the reports of mold contributing to their deaths as absurd. In December 2011, Sharon Murphy changed her stance, announcing that toxic mold was indeed what killed her daughter and son-in-law, and filed a lawsuit against the attorneys who represented her in an earlier suit against the builders of the home where her daughter and son-in-law died. So let's break it down. 
What are the symptoms of pneumonia versus mold poisoning? Pneumonia symptoms can include chest pain when you breathe or cough, a cough that may produce phlegm, fatigue, fever, sweating and shaking chills, shortness of breath. Toxic mold exposure symptoms can include chronic coughing and sneezing, fatigue, eye, nose and throat irritation, and in the most severe cases, nausea, vomiting and bleeding in the lungs and nose. Studies have shown that mold can be a contributing factor to the development of pneumonia. Indecisive Sharon also lived with Brittany and Simon, so it makes you wonder why she wasn't ill as well if the issue were mold. In January 2012, Murphy's father, Angelo Bertolotti, applied to the Superior Court of California requesting that the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office be required to hand over samples of his daughter's hair for testing. The suit was dismissed in July of that year after Bertolotti failed to attend two separate hearings. Bertolotti claimed that a toxicology report on a sample of Britney's hair showed that deliberate poisoning by heavy metals, including antimony and barium, was a possible cause of his daughter's death. For those of you unfamiliar with heavy metals, barium is used in rat poison. Ed Winter, aware of the testing, explained this away as being a result of Brittany coloring her hair. Beyond that, it wasn't clear how Bertolotti obtained the hair sample or that it was even Brittany's hair to begin with. Speaking of hair dye, <laughs> Brittany Murphy did dye her hair a lot, but yeah. that girl could pull off any color. I swear, I think she had blonde, mm-hmm. brown, black, red hair, and wore them all quite well. Yeah, I think right before her death she had brown hair. Yes, it looked good. A, a nice warm chestnut, if you will. In a 2014 interview with The Examiner, I have to sidebar myself on this one because he is talking about his daughter's death with The Examiner five years after she died. That is some money grubbing if we don't see it. Okay, Uh, pull it together. In a 2014 interview with The Examiner, Bertolotti made it explicitly clear that he believed his ex-wife murdered their daughter. Wow, her parents sound like a shit show. Right you are, Liz. Right you are. Time to rewind. Brittany Murphy was born Brittany Ann Bertolotti on November 10th, 1977. After her parents, Sharon and Angelo, divorced when Murphy was just two years old, she moved with her mother from Atlanta, Georgia to Edison, New Jersey. Prior to her enrolling at Edison High School, the family moved to Los Angeles in 1991 so that Murphy could pursue an acting career. Very close with her mother, Murphy had two older half-brothers and a younger half-sister. She got her start in entertainment quite early. Murphy attended Vern Fowler High School of Dance and Theater Arts in Colonia, New Jersey in 1982. From the age of four, she trained in singing, dancing, and acting until her move to California at 13. Murphy made her Broadway debut in 1997 as Catherine in a revival of Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge opposite veteran actors Anthony LaPaglia and Allison Janney. Murphy worked in television steadily, but achieved a breakthrough role in her second feature film, 1995's Clueless. 
What's wrong, Ty? They're playing our song. The one that Alan and I danced to. Rolling with Holy. Film roles in Girl Interrupted and Drop Dead Gorgeous followed. Liz? Yes, Megan? What's your favorite line from Clueless? Hmm. Okay, I think it would have to be uh, in the gym scene outside. Miss Stoger, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. (laughs) For me, aside from all the as-ifs, I like when she goes out on the date with Christian and a jealous Paul Rudd prods her father to say, You're not letting her go out like that, are you? Cher, get in here. What's up, Daddy? What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. It looks like underwear. As well as landing voice work as Lou Ann Platter on the animated sitcom King of the Hill. Her star rose steadily through the early 2000s with starring roles in Don't Say a Word, 8 Mile, Uptown Girls, Just Married, and Little Black Book. In 2005, she was featured in the critically acclaimed Sin City. Several independent movies followed, as well as a return to voice acting, starring as Gloria Penguin in the 2006 film Happy Feet. Though she was well known for acting, Murphy was also a singer. In Happy Feet, she covered Queen's Somebody to Love and Earth, Wind & Fire's Boogie Wonderland. In 2006, Murphy and Paul Oakenfold released the single Faster Kill Pussycat. The song became a club hit and hit number one on Billboard's Hot Dance Club Play chart. In the years leading up to her death, Murphy did more straight-to-DVD film work and television movies. So Megan, do you have a favorite Britney Murphy movie? I do, though she's not the lead in it. Drop Dead Gorgeous is such a good movie. That is hilarious. I love that movie, and she's pretty good in it, too. Yeah. I actually um, really liked Little Black Book. <laughs> it was really entertaining. All right, you cheese ball. <laughs> Ooh, guilty. <laughs> guilty. It's time for Hollywood Post... I think Brittany Murphy first endeared herself to us in Clueless, a role that was iconic and will remain so, but why does she fascinate us enough to want to cover her story? Here's what we came up with. All started off, she had a career in both film and music that I think probably never lived up to its potential. Um, particularly the music end of things. Uh, You mentioned that she sang as her character in Happy Feet, and she had a single um, with an EDM music maker (laughs) called Faster Kill Pussycat um, that did okay. Uh, But did you know she had been a secret backup vocalist on hip-hop and R&B records for years? Ooh, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. When we were researching this, I saw an interview where she said she hears herself on the radio all the time. Interesting. Yeah, that was kind of nuts. So she also announced plans for her own album, 
to come out in 2006, but that never happened. And she briefly was attached to a Janis Joplin biopic that never came to fruition. Interesting. Could you see that? She'd be a very different Janice. <laughs> Not the Janice I'd be thinking of, but maybe yeah. was she was she gonna play Janice? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it never came to fruition. It never did. <laughs> um, another thing about Brittany Murphy, why she's so still so beloved, is that she was so relatable. Yeah. Especially when she originated with her character in Clueless, who was kind of like the dorky character that needed to have a makeover. In general, the characters she played, they were never, like, the thinnest or the prettiest. She was the funny character. Right. And you always wanted to root for her. Yeah. We probably found a little bit of ourselves in every Brittany Murphy character. Oh. I know. And uh, we rooted for her, so um, I guess that's why it really upset us when she passed. Definitely. She also always seemed to be a very sunny person. She was... Had a really great personality. People who knew her said that. Also in the media, she was always just portrayed as like a very fun, easygoing person. Yeah, definitely. I think Sunny was a good word um, to describe her. Uh, watching interviews, like on all the nighttime television interview talk shows, she um, had such a hysterical laugh. Her <laughs> laugh alone could make me laugh. Um, so she just always, her presence always brought a smile to my face. Yeah, definitely. I think... The number one thing is, do we actually know what happened with her death? Exactly. So surrounding her death, we had um, the mysteriousness of how does a seemingly healthy person develop and die from pneumonia. Right. uh, And her husband. The whole was there or wasn't there mold. And then the claims that she was poisoned by her father. I mean, I think he suggested that her mother poisoned her. Um, I read this one article where it suggested that the mother and the husband poisoned her and then the mother poisoned the husband to cover up her involvement in the first crime. I mean, that was super out there, but regardless of the out there theories, we really don't know what happened. Which is unbelievable still. But what's wrong with us that we can't just accept pneumonia as the final answer? I think it's because there was so much controversy stirred up by her parents. They clearly are still in contention with each other, and that spilled over into her death, for sure. I mean, her mother if had to, could have taken the attitude that it truly was pneumonia and left it alone. And then, so, when they searched her home after she died, they found nearly 90 empty pill bottles in her and Simon's bedroom. Whoa. And like we said, the, uh, the, the medications that were found in her system were legal meds, but still, you can abuse legal meds. Definitely. There's also the phenomenon that um, acetaminophen is found in a lot of cold medicines. It's a fever reducer and a pain reliever. Uh, but what people don't know is that it's very easy to overdose on acetaminophen, and it can stop your liver function like almost immediately. So when you're sick, you have to be careful that not all the over-the-counter stuff that you're taking has acetaminophen in it. That's also a possibility. I mean, she was very ill, having trouble breathing, and then took too much cold medication with acetaminophen. Right. That's a good point. Combined with anemia, that could have caused it. Yeah. We are not doctors. <laughs> we just read a lot on the internet. <laughs> uh, 
I think people like to make a villain of her husband, regardless of whether he had any involvement or not. Um, he seemed very shady. I read that his... So his name was Simon Monjack. I read that his nickname was Conjack. Whoa. Yeah. There were always questions about how pure his intentions were with, with her. There were two Virginia warrants out for his arrest for alleged credit card fraud and credit card theft. Uh, so that's shady. That's really shady. He was jailed once for overstaying a tourist visa. He was British. Oh. Yeah. Um, after her death, he gave an interview to Radar Online, which there's your first problem. <laughs> Red flag number one. Uh, and in that interview, he defended the notion that he had been living off his wife, which, come on, man. Like, she's gone. Why do you even need to go there? Yeah. And of course, we know that this happened within five, at least five months of her passing because right. he was dead then. <laughs> Um, so he claimed that he was the one who paid all of their joint bills. I find that hard to believe. He also stated that Britney wanted to kill herself after making, quote, god-awful films that went straight to DVD. Whoa, that's really harsh. Yeah. yeah. He can... I gotta fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fuck yourself. <laughs> um, apparently, the environmental review of their house never went public. So whether it was mold, poison, rat poison, and hair dye, we'll never know. Yeah, so the question of mold was there, wasn't there, we really don't know. But I feel like why why wouldn't they release it? I mean, there could be protocols around that that we're not privy to, but right. why not just... Like, I'm trying to write a podcast here, and I can't get all my facts. California. (laughs) (laughs) The people need to know. Um, So, throughout her career, she became steadily thinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think clueless. I mean, she was never overweight or Mm -hmm. obese, not at all, but she was a thicker girl. Mm -hmm. That sounds like such a corny term. She was a thicker girl um, and then drastically slimmed down. So questions popped up uh, after she debuted a drastically slimmed down figure, particularly in 2002. Uh, Did she have an eating disorder? Did she have a cocaine problem? Those are the two questions that really popped up. She denied both. However, I'm I'm making leaps here. She ended up being replaced... uh, on two films towards the end of her career. Uh, I guess she was, like, not easy to work with. Hmm. So that makes you think there's some type of problem if you're getting fired from two jobs. Right. So anyway, um, her last red carpet appearance, which was in early December, the same month in which she passed, she looked completely emaciated on she the really, red carpet. Yeah, she really didn't look well. Not a good look. So, I mean, had she already been ill at that point? We don't we don't know. Yeah. Like we said, we're not doctors. How long does it take for pneumonia to set in? I don't know. <laughs> Contact us at <laughs> Halloween Podcast. <laughs> um, so she, she could have been sick, but she looked not well. Not well at all. There's also the theory uh, that Brittany Murphy suffered from dysautonomia. Uh, it's an automatic nervous system uh, disorder where essentially you're parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous systems get confused. So you kind of have all of these... Can you please tell me what that means in English? Sure. 
So Google is telling us that it's basically a compilation of symptoms. Um, let's see what some of these are, Liz. Uh, erectile dysfunction. I'm sure she did not have that. <laughs> um, so very low blood pressure when standing, breathing problems, irregular heartbeat. So just kind of like a, um, a hodgepodge of uncomfortable items that probably I see where this is going so probably if you got sick mm-hmm. that would put you at a disadvantage yes it'd probably make you more susceptible to whatever you had especially pneumonia mm-hmm. which can kill even the healthiest of people okay I saw an article and it was actually a video that her half-brother I forget his first name but his last name was Bertolotti so he must have been half-brother on her dad's side mm. <laughs> I mean, either way, whatever parent you're halved with, those parents <laughs> suck. <laughs> so her half-brother has this dysautonomia, and he posted a video on YouTube about his story, and then this was after she passed. He um, argued his case for he believed she had it as well. Interesting. So if it's genetic... We're not doctors. We don't know. (laughs) Um, But if you do, email us at. (laughs) So her brother had it. Um, She might have had it too. It's a possibility. Uh, What about Brittany being the essence of fragility? Good one. So she, regardless of whether she did have these problems, drug problems, eating disorders, whatever, she just always seemed a little broken. Do you agree with that? How so? I mean, she did not have a very successful love life, uh, unless you count Conjack towards the end. Mm. Um, She always played characters that were, how do I put this? Like, not the most Mm -hmm. self-confident, not always always searching for something. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe that's just my perception as a viewer but I kind of applied those traits to her mm-hmm. and I feel like she even presented herself kind of yeah. that way sometimes yeah. too so I think that's kind of why we also have a, a spot of tenderness for Brittany Murphy mm-hmm. because the way that we perceived her as fragile very true I never thought of that she had a really fascinating love life. She was engaged twice before she married her husband. She dated Ashton Kutcher, which now, after her death, we've all found out how that works out when you get married to Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> um, she was likely hooking up with Eminem. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, she also went to prom with Jonathan Brandis. So I had no idea who this guy was. I don't either. But I Googled him, and when I Googled him, like, his face looked extremely familiar. And I guess he was on, like, TV shows in the 90s. So he, he was like, let me put this in terms that we might know if we don't know Jonathan Brandis. He was a Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <gasps> JTT. <laughs> he, was, he was like the poor man's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'll still take a play with <laughs> Taylor Thomas. So she had some very interesting conquests, for lack of a better term. Yeah, definitely. Go Brit. Something else I just want to touch on. I saw an interview with her on Craig Ferguson eight months before her death, and she was talking with a British accent, like very Madonna. 
So I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt, like her husband was British. So if you're around someone, do you pick up or um, unconsciously mimic the way they talk? I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know if you're a fan of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is a cast member named Dorit Kemsley who is from Connecticut but somehow speaks in a British accent when she talks to her British husband, PK, but she's from Connecticut. So maybe it's possible? I guess so. I just thought it signaled uh, an instability somewhere Hmm. that probably could add fuel to the fire of she had a problem. Maybe. Who knows? That's what we got. Postmortem. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Want to let us know what you think about Brittany Murphy, this podcast, or let us know which celebrity death you can't get over? Email your feedback to hollywoodpodcast at gmail.com. Also, rate, review, subscribe, please, and thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holly Weird. Follow us on Facebook at Hollywood Podcast to stay current with show updates. And join us next time when we rise from the ashes and cover the death of a Hollywood heartthrob. Several independent movies followed, as well as a return to voice acting starring as Gloria Penguin in the 2006 film Happy Feet. Run for cover.